0: Hey, this is Shamina. This is the Two Quick Things Podcast. Today's topic, it's going to be more than two quick things. It'll be one long thing. Time. Time is this weird construct of minutes streamed together to make hours, to make days, weeks, months, years, etc. I have a weird or odd relationship with time. I'm just going to go through some of my notes and talk through that. Uh, I do not like my time to be wasted. I don't know that anybody likes their time to be wasted. Um, yet I have willfully, willful is willful the right word? Whatever. I have allowed people to waste my time by waiting for them, by allowing them to schedule more time than I know that we need because people like to talk and to kiki or to not be efficient with their time because they haven't prepared for something. And I'm, I'm thinking about some of this with regard to work, but there's life elements too. I just don't like waiting. I remember a time when I was younger and in college and after a little bit after college, I would go out and I would be willing to wait in line. I don't know when it happened, but there was a smooth point where I realized, I don't want to wait in line anymore. What the hell am I waiting for? This is dumb. I'm going to go home. And some of that rolls into my introvertedness and liking to be at home and a homebody and liking to spend time uh, by myself or just with a few people. And even then, I'm like looking at the time of like, how long have we been together? Have we spent enough time together for it to be sufficient so that I can be without these people again or that I can have like my anxiety level go down some so that I am not feeling like I need to entertain people. Um, I get anxious when I'm late. So these are, this is kind of a ramble, but I get anxious when I'm late. Uh, now, so here's the thing at my employer, there's no real start time, right? Which messes me up altogether. I like the structure of time, I like the structure, the rigidity of it, um, which probably leans into my personality quite a bit because I, I, I tend to like some level of structure. And if it's not there, then I will do something to create it or to put some boundaries around that. So I, I, I like to think of things in boundaries and I'm not going to spend all day doing something or shooting the shit or whatever the case may be. But so there's no set start time. When I started, they were like, I said, what are the work hours? They said, what do you want your work hours to be? We'll support whatever you feel is helpful. You know how long it took me to figure out like what it was going to be. So I tried out something for the first two weeks and it was too early. And so I pushed it back like 15 or 20 minutes. And even now I get to the office and there's not very many people there. So I start my day with few people and then more people roll in. But it feels weird to not have specific amounts of time where I'm in the office. I mean, the the plus side of that is I get to kind of shape what I do around the times that are um, that I most feel most awake and most alert where it's quiet and I can really focus on getting things done. The downside of that is that I am there so early, then when I get ready to leave, I feel like nobody's watching me, to be clear. I feel like people are watching what time I leave, not realizing what time I came in right? It's this weird thing. And there's, there's probably some residual or um, secondary trauma that I had from my last few roles um, and my last job of being clock watched. And nobody ever said that they were watching the clock, but there will be subtle things It'll be like, oh, I saw, oh, I tried to call you at 5.05 and you weren't here. And I'm thinking real talk. I'm thinking, bitch, I got in at like 8.15. It's not my fault that you rolled in at nine. So, um, that's a weird thing that I have. So how like self-righteous of me to think that somebody's specifically watching me and my time. And I know that I'm getting the work done. I know that I'm moving through things and being responsive and asking questions, et cetera. But it's weird. And It's like I have some flexibility with working from home. And for those people who work from home, I'd love to hear how you navigate this. But I was talking to a friend over the weekend. And we were like, oh, when, I, when we work from home, it feels like I work harder and I work longer. Like there is damn near no boundary when I'm home. Like I can't get up to like change my clothes or go eat or take a break. And at work, I would be engaging with people and stopping to chat or go for a walk, go to the restroom. There's no qualms there. But when I'm home, I feel like I have to work extra hard. And I'm like, do people do that? Because I certainly, it was weird. I was trying to go to lunch today and I was working from home today. And I felt like I needed to like check in on my email. Now mind you, I'm eating. I'm out somewhere I'm eating. But I'm like, oh, I better hurry up and get back because somebody's watching me. I'm at home. Nobody is watching me. But it's this thing with time that like, I got up on quote-unquote time and I stayed working all the way to the quote-unquote end of the workday until like 5, 5.15. I'm thinking, nobody's here watching me and I'm actually working. Why do I feel guilty about this? It was weird. Um, it's weird every time I do it. And I'm trying to like relax a little bit and lean into it because that, that comes, I think, with the flexibility of being able to work from home. But this time thing is, it takes over. Um, I get annoyed when people are late or with turning something in with being on a conference call with an in-person meeting that either I, or they have scheduled, I get annoyed. Cause I see that as, and it's probably really dramatic, but I see it as you don't value me or respect me. Now I'm taking it to like the 10th degree, but really I think of time as so valuable and precious. Cause that's like, One of the only things that we're not going to get back, I'm not going to be able to get back that time. Um, There have been times where I felt really confident. And if you didn't show up and you weren't there within the first five minutes, we no longer have a meeting. Like you can reschedule and you can be mad or you can be in your feelings about it. But I was trying to send a message that I have other things to do, not just this thing. Um, I also used to get frustrated when people don't come in. And I'm not saying you should have an agenda, but come in and know what you want to talk about. Be Have prepared before. I don't need to have a meeting to talk about the next meeting, to talk about the, all the things you're going to do in between this meeting and that meeting. Do the things, use the time wisely, and go from there. I think there's the thing we have to, and I I was actually really good at this, to pat myself on the back at my last job of getting to know people, using my time in a way that I was nurturing and feeding and pouring into relationships, but I was also able to get the work things done. And I'm trying to find the, the, I don't know, the balance of that. And I'm not quite sure how to do it right now because I'm in a new environment. I'm meeting new people and engaging a lot more than I did before, but it's, it's, I'm trying to navigate how to structure my time. So I am people-friendly and process-friendly and paper-friendly, and it's, it's throwing me off for a loop, so I have to be quite intentional about how I use my time and where I use my time in the office. Um, I am becoming more comfortable, and I think this is becoming more comfortable in a new environment and a new role, of centering my time around me when there is not a lot of meetings or like high-touch things that I need to get done. So I have had to really structure my, and I think this is how entrepreneurs, they must go through this of figuring out how to structure your time. So you're actually getting things done and you're not pissing the time away. It's not like, you know, nine o'clock at night and you're just getting started or you're like in the middle of your quote unquote work day or productivity time and you're tired because you watch TV or you went for a walk or you went for a long lunch and you didn't structure your time. So there's there's I'm sure there's no way that entrepreneurs can get that even though the, for the ones who may do the I work better at night you still got to go, should sleep at some point um the grind sleeps the grind is not up 24/7 you may sleep less your hours may look different but the grind should still sleep um and I remember growing up feeling like I equated being on time and timeliness with perfection and in some instances, a measure of how together I had it. So if I was on time and I had all my stuff and my pencils were all in a row and the notes were all neat, I wasn't a, re- a great note taker. So that that note thing was a, a dream. But if they were all neat, then that was this performance that I had it together. That I, if I show up on time, I'm looking sharp and clean, then I was better. And that doesn't necessarily mean I was better. Uh, it doesn't mean that at all, really. Because somebody can be good at something and then late to everything. Uh, That would be personally frustrating and annoying for me. But it was weird that I've grown that time doesn't mean, you know, if if you're on time, it doesn't mean you're better. It just means, like, you look at time in a certain way. And I had to move over the hump that people are trying to intentionally disrespect me and, like, not value my time. Because sometimes things do come up. But I think I'm, I'm, again, navigating how how much leniency I want to give folks, Um, because it's it's my leniency to give. Right. Um, I send a message if I am uh, if I let somebody show up late and then take up more time than we had scheduled. And people then will walk all over that. It's like that you what you give them an inch, they take a mile. The times when you do that. People will consistently think that it's okay to do that with your time. They can come late because they know that you'll stay late. Well, no, I have other things that I need to get to so that I can feel productive and be productive, not just the feeling, but follow through on that productivity. So those are just some things that I'm learning around time and how do I want to use it and how do I want to, um, basically show people how to treat me and my time. Because what I put up with is what people will continually give me. So if I don't, if I'm not waiting around five minutes after, then you will need to reschedule. You need to find another time. And it's weird because I work in an environment where there's not a lot of, not a lot of Black folks, and I'm new, and I'm the HR person. So it's it's an interesting mix of how that time is valued and like a little bit of walking on eggshells, number one, navigating a new work environment is you're going to kind of have that anyway. But then as a woman of color, um, to also navigate that brings its own nuance. Um, and then there's that dumb thing around like CP time. If you don't know a CP time, you can sign in my DMS or look it up, but I'm like, I won't be on CP time. I will always be on time. Um, Because time is money and it's valuable and it shows that uh, I respect people and blah, 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 blah. So it's weird. Like I always like try to counter the CP time concept with being like extra on time, if not a little bit early. And then like waiting on the other person. Um, That was weird. That's some weird kind of dynamics there. I'm sure there's some weird stuff around race. There's some stuff around like being um, female um, yeah, of trying to not rock the boat in those ways that, um, people would expect like a black woman to, or a black person to be in terms of time and how that is. So that's, it's weird. I don't fully get it, but, um, do y'all have any like odd or interesting things with time or ways that you see time? um, that are quirky or unusual, or you're like, yeah, that makes sense to me. Um, hit me up and let me know. I would love to hear if I'm the only one. It's fine to be the only one. I know I'm not because I've certainly had this conversation with several people in person. So I know I'm not the only one, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, let's see. I'm going to try to structure my show because I like structure. I'm going to try to do a few things and figure out like a good format. I was talking to the, um, about my show over the weekend with a friend and figuring out like, I should have like some sort of a consistent format. Um, that's going to be number one, consistent and number two, like push me to prepare a little differently. So I am going to start to provide, um, or book, um, recommendations, I guess, uh I'm not sure how I to call it, but things that I've listened to or read or articles that I've read that I think are helpful or interesting, and I want to share them with you, the listener so the fir- I have this week I have a book and a podcast. Um, I think I'll go podcast first. Um, no specific episode, but there's an NPR podcast called Hidden Brain. Um, And the host, his name is Shankar Vidanthan. I have no idea if I said that right, but that sounds like how he says it on the show. And I couldn't find his name because I didn't know how to spell it. Anywho, I guess I could have just looked up the name of the podcast, neither here nor there. It is a... um, you don't have to listen to the the show in any order, but it's really, it's a smart podcast, but it's also accessible in terms of the language that he uses and the things that he talks about. I remember like when I first started listening, there was an episode on like wealthy people and how they navigate the world, the world with their wealth and how they just have a different like set of rules and how wealth managers and people who work with wealthy people navigate the world. And they don't have there are things that they don't necessarily need all the time like oh you don't need a passport because if you're flying a private plane and you're flying into a private airfield nobody's checking your passport when you get there crazy right but it's all it's just a really smart show so any episode you listen to by all means you should get something out of it some are better than others as anything else but it's a great show um and it's been around for a few years And the other one is a book that I recently read slash listened to because I can listen better um, on my commute than anything else. It's called I'm Still Here, Black Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. And it's by Austin Channing Brown. And when I tell you that this book was giving me everything, I I listened to it and I had to keep rewinding. And I actually wrote notes like in my phone about this book because it was so true to my experience as a black woman who navigates a world that is mostly white, or at least in the spaces that I'm in, that is mostly white. I, if you are looking for insight, um, or if you want to see yourself as a black woman in a space or a black person, um, or if you're looking for insight, it's not going to give you all the answers, but it'll show you something. If you're a white person or a non-black person, non-black person of color, um, it will give you insight into what we go through as black folks, black women, primarily specifically. And it was just everything I would recommend to anybody that you listen to it. You read it, you really pay attention to it because there's some things that I, I felt seen in that book. I felt like she was talking about me because Austin is a female and there's a reason, um, they share the story of how they got their name, so it is a fantastic read. So I'm trying to read slash listen to more books, and um, want to share some more of those with y'all. All right, so the other thing that before I go, I was recently at the Myotachi retreat um, hosted by Miley Teal. She has the Myotachi podcast. I will talk about that at a different day. The podcast, but that retreat, I don't have words right now for what it was um, to me, um, I think I wrote on Instagram that it was the best thing that I didn't know that I needed. And so I will do a kind of recap of that experience once I fully absorb it, but it was everything like talk about feeling seen and heard and loved on. And there is no other, um, there's no better compliment that you can receive from a black woman, like to be in that space and to be seen and gassed up and hyped up by other black women and like no drama it was everything i met my crew there um there's no words and i'm i was damn near about to get emotional about it but i'm not going to right now but i will i will talk about it i promise at another date because there's so many gems and it was so such an amazing experience i feel so grateful and so blessed to have been in that space um and i can't wait to continue to dive more and like pick up the gems that were placed on me and I didn't even realize. So that is going to come. I can't see if it's going to be in this coming, the next episode or the one after, but ooh, so ready. Anywho, um, that's all that I have for this episode. You can find me on, let's see, Facebook and Instagram under two quick things. You can also listen to the show. I've been holding back because I forgot all the places that the show is. Um, let me see if I can do this now. This is a little sloppy. My bad. I'll do better next time. Um, but you can listen to the show on Apple podcasts, Google play, soundcloud, Spotify, and stitcher. So it's all of those places. If you're already listening, you know where to find it, but share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. Sorry. I'm late this week, even though the episode was about time. So I appreciate it. Take care. Bye.